When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. some noise for yourself. Welcome to Harmontown. I'm Brandon Johnson. I'm sitting in for Jeff Davis, who we love so much. Do we not? Spencer Crittenton is not with us tonight. We love him so much. Do we not? Well, let's just get started. We love you, Downtown Dynasty Theater. Welcome to the stage, Mr. Dan Harmon and Rob Schwab. Job, everybody. Whoa, look at that comfortable chair, boy. Oh, you just get <laughs> get everything you want, don't you? Nice, Hello. comfortable Hello. chair. It's very nice. <sighs> for those of you who tune in for the serialized aspect of our show. Mm. Shrab uh, complains about stuff, and then the next episode, people have indulged him. <laughs> he mentioned the chairs were uncomfortable. Now he's in a big Lily Tomlin uh, overstuffed <laughs> uh, prop sofa. I hope I hope you get lumbar problems tonight. <laughs> I hope that's too much comfort for this podcast. More lumbar, more lumbar problems. You guys want to go to Lumbar later in Silverwood Lake? <laughs> Never was Would have been better if it came out clean. Okay. Um, what? Nothing. It's a, it's a hipster bar. It's, it's all about lower back support and uh, um, infusion, infusion drinks. <laughs> lumbar. Yeah. All right. There's only one. I, I, I feel like I, there's a voice in my head that says, Harmon, you're going to fuck this up. But I, I keep That's every... Me. Uh, <laughs> That's me. Every... every uh, Every week that goes by and I don't bring this up, I another week goes by where I, I it's just it's just it's it's like, it's like footprints in the snow. I just I had this experience at a bar in Burbank and I I I wrote down the kind of flow chart through it. I was there with a friend who kind of like I digested it with him afterwards. So I got it all down accurately and I I wanted to just relay this like fan encounter I had. Um I'm not sure now, and and then and then, and the only reason I want to do it is because uh, uh, I just found it incredibly fascinating, and and I and I th- uh, it probably goes without saying, but I'll say it anyway that I have no problem how you approach me, like 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 I I mean it would be weird to punch me. I, I a lot of people make jokes and like I you know I. I if it's helpful to you to understand, like, like you know, I could, I could, I could tell you that there's things that are like, oh, how am I supposed to react to that? You know, right. but, but I also, you get one, you get one thing. Like I've made, I, I kind of want to run through 
all of the things I cringe about when I think about like like so many times I've been near anybody uh, and I've, I just I just he had that urge to like you, you know like hey what am I going to be in the same billiard hall as is as, as this person and i'm not gonna bother to what, what like that I, i'm gonna I, tell jk rollins what's up yeah i'm gonna <laughs> like like if somebody goes like that's jk rollins and it's like and i'll even be the first to say like like you maybe you maybe you haven't even read harry potter and that happens and you're kind of like there's a there's a little blurry line but i will say the people that usually come up to me because i'm not like you know if you recognize my face in a bar probably means that you're uh, you're you're kind of you're kind of deep in, and and it's usually a very pleasant experience. And sometimes it's a little socially awkward. I think I could name two times when, uh, including now this last time, this is two in like ten years where I've been like, well, that guy's kind of evil and a dick. <laughs> but both times, I, I don't think the person didn't really know me that. You know, so, so it's like they they and I've done that too. I remember in Milwaukee. We were famous for uh, one of our exports was a band called the Bodines. Uh, uh, what was the what was their big famous song? Bodine. Oh, I'm looking Bodine. for a runaway. Or is it gonna take my heart away for me? Or I'm gonna get the runaway. I'm a Bodine. Yeah. <sighs> and uh, I was at my uh, the 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 drawing room of Milwaukee, which was called the Uptowner, and. Uh, a very fancy place, and uh, uh, it, it wasn't. I, I, it, it, there was a um, there was a guy drinking at the end of the bar, and a friend of mine said, "That's so and so from the Bodines," and they gave me a name, and uh, and I I went up to them. My mom loved that song. I, I'm looking for a hideaway, gonna get a runaway, and I, I was I lived in Milwaukee. I did, I was 19 years old. I shouldn't have been at a bar, but it, 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 and I was like. I went up and I said like Jimmy or Jody or Gigi or whatever the name was. I was like, my mom's a big fan of your band. Could I get an autograph? And he signed some shit that I looked at later and it was basically like, go fuck yourself or something like, like, like not, not, not like aggressive, but it was sort of like whatever I had said to him, it was, you know, it was kind of clear that he was like, here's what you get for not knowing who I am what my song is and telling me your mom likes me like here's your fucking you know worthless thing for sure you're not walking out of here with anything worth anything yeah and i and I, I remember that still because i'm embarrassed that i did that but like uh do i i mean therefore i guess i should say not but i i i don't i don't judge anybody whoever like kind of maybe has like a moment where they're like oh my god like it's you. It's like such a flattering thing, obviously. Yeah. And and if they then like have spit come out of their mouth, or they or they or they do the mental equivalent, which is like they try to neg me. You know, like there's some people that do that. that they're like people like, think like, sometimes if they're rude to celebrities, it'll be cool. I mean, by, so I, I feel like I hopefully I've disclaimed that enough to say like this is not me going like I met the biggest douchebag. <laughs> And here's blow by blow everything he did wrong. But it, I mean, it is that, but it's like, it's not, that is not, it's just, to, I still, I, if, if this guy was listening, I would want him to know. And, and, and I, I, the point of the story is there's no way this guy's listening. But the, the, I would also, I would want him to know you did nothing wrong. You don't have to, you could erase this from your head. It is not on your karma. There's nothing. So you were at a bar and somebody came up to you. And started talking to you. Yeah, I'm just trying to okay, find so the... Okay, so that uh, was the setup. Okay. Right. 
I'm trying to figure out what to type so I can find it. I'm never going to find it. Are you... Are you... No. Shrab, do you have any advice uh, uh, for okay, people okay. who uh, come up to celebrities? Do I have any advice? Uh, no. While Dan really. searches. Not, not really. I mean, I think... We just told the, we told the Duchovny story last time, right? Yeah, okay, we, right. we told that story. I mean, I My think favorite. we were we were having we were having a pretty good time. That was a pretty historical night for me, at least. Yeah. We met Red Buttons, Tony. Oh Curtis. no, you're, you're thinking of Hasselhoff. That's the Hasselhoff story. We've also told that a couple of times. Yeah. What? what so what's the, the finish Ducovny, to the, this story? The, the oh, the Duchovny story. story? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We told yeah. that here. What, yeah, we told yeah, it here. Yeah. What, like, what, yeah. Okay. What, what about the finish to this story? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> you're not getting out of this. You're not uh, getting out of this one. All right, so I'm I'm, I'm going from memory because there's like in my mind it's like a it's like a flow chart where every time this guy has a chance to like go left, but he he drills down. Uh, okay, so I'm I'm sitting at this uh, billiard hall in Burbank where I write most of Rick and Morty, and uh, I like there's this it's a so for, so sometime inexplicably in Burbank there's this like I don't know if it's like billiard leagues or something it's like the place is packed. And I'm like typing, and then as a, a guy comes up, and I, I see him peripherally, and he's kind of like, he's 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 bobbing and weaving, and he's like captivated. Uh, and then he uh, he walks away for a second, and he comes back, and he goes, "Excuse me, has anybody ever told you you look exactly like Justin Roiland?" Um, <laughs> And and I I I, I think I think I've I think I've gotten that one before like like as a as a bit now 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 zoom in on my flowchart where you go okay like this could be this could be a great guy right yeah. that could be a funny bit right of yeah, course of course um, it's it, it, it actually didn't even occur to me that, that it, did, it did not occur to me I I assumed automatically I was like I was like okay what he means is. Uh, big fan of your uh your who you are and not that i would mind if he deigned to not recognize me because with someone else that would be fine too but it didn't occur to me i just assume i processed it like he's doing a bit he yeah. doesn't he doesn't want to he doesn't want to be regular right he wants to do he wants to be he wants to be fun and and i could just laugh at that i could go ha 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 <laughs> and, and and uh and i go yeah i i, I get that a lot so that's me yes anding uh, him. I get that a lot. And then and then and then he goes, whoa, whoa, uh, uh, wait, god damn it. See, the thing is, I needed my fucking notes because it's like he did so many things wrong, so many things. And they were all like one after Let's just another. Go for the first one. Ugh, I, but I can't if I skip if I I could skip too easily because okay. he just oh I mean I should I should bail on the whole thing. <sighs> can we can we just try one more time? All right. Well, that's just just because like, here's like, the great like, part. let me let me think about it. Just like don't don't Shrop, just, give us know, advice. Help me with my phobia of uncomfortable pauses we and got podcasting Shrop, and stuff. And let me think advice. about it. Um, and take off your shirt. Ha ha ha! No, <laughs> cold. Um, okay. Okay. And, but, okay. Yes, he's a genius. Shrop is a genius. Right. That's good. That's good. Okay, so he said you just arrived, and and and, and, I, and I said, yeah, I get that a lot, which it just occurred to me, and now I remember, like, well, yes, that's yes, ending the joke, but it's also if uh, it's technically in a technical narrative, it's saying I'm not who you think I am, 
Yes. So he reacted as if uh, uh, that were the case and, and just went like, okay, and walked away. But he like did like a two foot lap, like around like an invisible sunflower that he was pollinating that was just like his own self-loathing or something or like the ghost of his dad, I don't know. And then like, and then he came back and he like, he, he was like, nah, nah, it is you. It's you. I dude, I'd know you anywhere. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, how you doing? And, he, and he's like, dude, Justin, what are you doing here? Oh shit! And 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 I, and I was like, I, I'm, you know, I, I I'm, 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 I work here. I work, I work around the block. And and he and he goes, he he goes, he goes. Well, I don't know that. I'm not some sycophantic fucking ass kiss fan. I don't, I don't like worship your fucking life and know every goddamn detail of it. And I was like, that's cool. You don't have to. Did you? But it is Los Angeles. <laughs> And I, t- I like, what am I what am I doing here? <laughs> I, I thought you would I thought you would shake him down in Justin's voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because he doesn't know. Anyways, but um, but 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 why but, didn't and, you just say I'm not Justin? You're wrong because, about that be, shit because too. Because that's bitch. fucking no, no, that's not fair. You don't you don't have to say no. I uh, beg your pardon. I am not because because I, I also I didn't. But he shit on you. Right, that, Once he shit on you, can't you be like motherfucker? You don't even know who you're talking to. No, because well, wait a minute. I'm gonna be right about this. You're gonna see because because yeah, he shit on me. I'm thinking what I'm thinking at this point is he he's he's gonna be embarrassed at some point and I could keep him from embarrassment. You know, it's like the, like a parsley in your teeth, but it's like if someone with parsley in their teeth was like biting you. Like he's, he's, he's already being a bad person. So I was like, well, good. I can't wait for you to get the selfie, tag it, uh, uh, and, and feel like a terrible piece of shit. Just enough, like it's fine. And then every, all justice is done. And, uh, and then, and so he, there were some other things he, God damn it, I swear they were like 90 fucking things. And I was like, really that decision, that choice, that's amazing. Like, like, like you, 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 like, like the flow chart just has these clear, like the, you know, like the thing goes, this is like two of them, you know, one that like takes you. You actually kept it going after he was being aggressive. I didn't keep shit going. I, I'm a dude sitting at a bar. Did you shut it down? Did you, how do you shut something down? You, that's you being like. I kind of respect that you were like in for the bit so you could fuck him up with this selfie. That is some game master type I, shit. I, I will always yes and you. I'm never going to be like, excuse me, I'm eating. <laughs> like, like if, if I, that means like my mom died or like you have a hockey mask on. I don't know. Like, like I, I'm never going to be like, I don't consider that fair to like turn me into the, you know, like to put that on me that I have to become the person that 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 radiates negativity because you decided to pee in the pool. You know, like I was just like, best I could do is be like, I'm swimming in pee now. So, so I love it. So after he was like going, I'm not some kind of sycophant. Blah, 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 you went, you just went, okay. I was like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's what you would do too. It's you, you know, and you and I are not good people. We're passive aggressive. We're from Wisconsin. We're, uh, you know, I've seen you interact with a million terrible people, and you always do the exact same thing. The shittier they get, the more you're like, okay, yeah, all right, yeah. And then you'll throw in something like, like if they're giving you a note on your comic book, you'll go like, okay, yeah. Well, I'm probably gonna keep doing whatever the fuck I wanted to do. But it was nice talking to you. You know, like that's. But I don't have anything to say in this situation because he's not telling me how to do the voices better or okay. something. 
So, so... Keep doing whatever the fuck you want to do. What? Oh, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. I get it. Game recognized game! <laughs> to Dan? All right, what is that? What is, what is that? Is that a candle? It's a hot signature. <laughs> That's a hot signature I have. All right. Let me just let me just like teleport to the end and we'll bring our guest out. We it's get to, a we hot can, signature. Can, uh, I, 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 the, the thing Writing that blew my mind is he goes like, hey, let me get a, like, can I get a selfie with you? And I was like, yeah, no problem. And I, I took the selfie it, with him. Then it's not a selfie. I guess it is. I'm sorry. I'm trying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be doing it. And then, and then, he, and then he, and then he walked away. And my Mike, Mike Waldron and I were sitting there, we were working on Rick and Morty. And I was like, and we, he was marveling at the whole thing, and we were comparing notes. And, and, and it was like, he was like, well, how often? And I was like, not, not like that, no. And uh, and and he's like, so he's gonna, I was like, he's gonna go post it, tag it, and if I know. If I know our fan base, like he's going to know in five seconds that he should kill himself and die by fire and all this stuff. Um, what happened? But the, but the crazy <laughs> thing is that the guy, the guy absolutely like it was a selfie on the way out. Like he was there for stuff. And then he was like, one last thing. Can I get a picture? That was the thing. Like he waited till the end. Cause why wouldn't you? And then he, and then he, and then he, and so then he left and it was like, we really thought I was like, I was like, and so that the epilogue of that story will be forever unseen. And, uh, and then, and then, and then, but then five minutes later he came back and he was like, dude, Dan, I just wanted to uh, congratulate you on out trolling me on that joke I was doing where I pretended to think you were Justin and you fucking just stuck it out. And, uh, that I didn't think you'd do that, but that was, that, you know, congratulations. That was amazing. You know, but whatever, I knew who you were the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Well, guess what? Amateur hour. <laughs> Like, you're fucking with a real comedian and you're walking up with your whack-ass basement bargain joke. It was cute until you got aggressive, but now that you've met the real Dan Harmon and fucked up in front of him, I leave. But you know, you know, he you wasn't... You could have just come over and said, can I buy you a drink, motherfucker? But you know, he wasn't, he wasn't, because I, I ran through this a thousand times. Like, he, he, don't, he was, he was, he was, he was revising, he came back yeah. to salvage completely needless like salvage it's like you didn't have anything to salvage ever like 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 what are you you're, you're like that and that, that was the he mind did. blower but in whose <laughs> eyes it was like oh remember that guy hey remember me like this like i'm not gonna remember i'm gonna get i'm not even gonna remember the details of the story while i'm shit talking you uh damn dude i'm blowing up uh, oh, shit it's him <laughs> Heard you in real time, Justin. Didn't like what you said. <laughs> anyway, it was a, it was a it was a bad it was a, I will forever regret this because uh, I, I I I was I was like I knew it. It's been like three weeks. And I was like, oh, you never told that story. I would have had like some. I would I would have had the whole thing in my head. It was it's bad podcasting, but that's why you're here. Uh, <laughs> I mean, otherwise you're just you're 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 a. Uh, you're, you're experimenting, I guess. You're walking around downtown and you're like, let's go to a podcast we don't know is bad yet. Let's see if it's bad. If the, those people I feel bad for, the rest of you, you're getting what you paid for. You know that. 
Um, but uh, sometimes we also have guests come on. Uh, 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 this one is no exception. <laughs> <laughs> Just gets better and better. Really. Really. That was a fun, like, yeah. kind of alt comedy in intro. Yeah. Uh, I, I wrote a new dry alt comedy kind of like way of introducing people. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I, I, ju I just I, I this is one of the, it's one of those one of those one of those shows that I've been hearing about forever. That's always like you should watch this. It's really funny. I could see from the ads it probably was never did. Just dove into it. I yeah. fully admittedly because he was coming to the to the show. I'm so impressed with his stuff. Can't wait to talk to him about it and other stuff because there's a lot of stuff he's able to talk about, and he ruins it all. Please welcome Adam Conover from Adam Ruins Everything. Yeah, anywhere you want, I think. Hi, everybody. Oh, so nice to be here. What do they call? What do they call a person that is it a polydact? Is that a word? Uh, is, yeah. Would that, would that be a like a person who's got uh, more than one hand? Oh no! I think it's a person who knows more than one thing. Is that is that will that be polydact? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Polymath. Polymath. Oh, I, I think it might be polymath. Um. Anyways. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I thank like, you. This has been great. <laughs> I watched like five episodes of your show today. Thank uh, you, man. Pop, pop, popped around multiple seasons and stuff. I was really, really uh, impressed. Now, but and and we'll get the the plugging out of the way. Is that it's a it may be an ill timed plug, but like there's stuff coming up in July. Was that it? Or? Yeah, yeah. We've got new episodes. Uh, we got new episodes up in July. Uh, we are on Netflix now, which is very exciting. And we also have new episodes coming out at the end of March on Netflix. They're not new, but they're new too. Netflix. So, but it's weird because people who just have Netflix are like behind everybody else, but they don't even know that there's more episodes of the show to watch. It's a very strange state of affairs. Yeah. That's anyway. cool because, uh, yeah, and, and that that satisfaction of, of when that Netflix seal opens and you know you're gonna get like point <laughs> zero three cents uh, <laughs> more. Is that what happens? We well, have not. We have not gotten a or like a residuals round on it yet. So I don't know how that. Affects I don't that think Netflix thing. doesn't do back end. If, <laughs> yeah, if, yeah, yeah. if you didn't get any money the day Netflix uh, nope. came into your life, then you're never gonna see any. No. Nope. It means they just they just came in your window and took your dresser. It's a like, weird. <laughs> they're like, what? Well, you wanted people to see you. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. The, the 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 state of affairs of being like a modern creative person is like just hoping that a platform bestows its unearned like sea of eyeballs on you in like a windfall <laughs> and then hoping to God it doesn't go away for no reason later that you don't get <laughs> fucked by some algorithm tweak that they made to try to stop anti-vaxxers or something suddenly no one's watching you now it's uh, bizarre what's the what's the viewership like on true TV what kind of world are you mired in are they are they are, are they are, 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 <laughs> Are they? <laughs> are you mired, or are you more in a quagmire? In a, are you? Uh, I just mean yeah. like, do you get emails that are like, "Well, point seven last night, not as good as we hoped," but is it still that world in basic cable? Or yeah, I mean, it's I, I don't know the you know I sort of don't find out the week to week. You know, I, I get told, "Hey, the premiere was good," and then I get told later on, you know, "Oh, we did uh you know you did okay, or it was flat, flat or whatever," but. I mean, the numbers are crazy. Like we heard last year that, like, ah, oh, well, you know, uh, we, you know, the the numbers were uh, the the it was flat. Your ratings didn't go up 
from year two to year three, right? And I was like, oh, that's a little disappointing. And then I found out later that the ratings for all of cable television had dropped 10% in one year. So if we were flat, we went up. Yeah. Like, we're, we're beating everybody else. Well, it's like I keep telling people about my weight. I'm 46 years old. <laughs> if exactly I get a little bit like. fatter, that means I'm, like, fucking, like, ripped. Like, yeah. I'm, like, I'm, like actively not acroiding like, like, like i'm not exploding into it anyways it's exactly but, what it's but that like. was the same as like like when i was at nbc it was like but except the worst part was like they didn't that at least you could well you said you found out later but like it was it, it was years of venice sinking and being measured as sinking but everyone mm-hmm. just kept blaming the shows like yeah it's like how can you blame all of the shows for all shows failing in ratings yeah. like if it if the office is also failing <laughs> at, by the same amount you have to take that part off of yelling at me now now they're starting to, i i'm totally with that and now they're they're starting to get it and uh, you i have conversations with tv executives more where they say like yeah you know we got to we got to get on some new platforms. I mean, cable television just is not doing well. I'm like, <laughs> you're a cable executive. Where are you going to go? No, it's cool. <laughs> I just found out my company's buying an oil company uh, next week. Like, uh, pretty soon yeah. we're going to be Time Warner Mobile. Yeah. Um, uh, they're, they're, they're trying to start, you know, Turner's starting a streaming service sometime, hopefully before uh, L.A. collapses into the ocean. And uh, I think that's their next big thing. But we're doing what I mean, look, we have True TV's a great great audience you know uh impractical jokers is on our network and that's the best thing ever because impractical jokers if you guys have seen the show wonderful show wonderful prank show they run it like 23 and a half hours a day <laughs> it's just true tv is on demand impractical jokers and it's one of the most popular shows on cable right and then people who are just sitting there watching practical jokers and after a while my show comes on and they go oh what's this hey I like that too. And so that's good for me. We always have the best lead in on the network, no matter what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and your, yours isn't, is yours isn't constantly being run. Cause that's another factor. Like, yeah, they do. They, they, we do pretty good in reruns too. They give us, you know, they'll do two hour blocks throughout the year and stuff like that. And I'll say adult swim. They don't, they don't either. Maybe this is privileged me because we're a gigantic hit. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I don't think it is because I mean, we were, I mean, I, I adult swim never, they, I, I haven't heard a, Goddamn decimal number since I left NBC. Really? I, 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 Adult Swim's always Well, they're been making very... their money a thousand ways. They've got it, you know, like you're you're on lunchboxes. Yeah, they, Not they lunch also boxes, understand but... like, that they run their programming like yeah. just on this big round clock, a big round clock. Um, <laughs> Harmon explains television. Uh, but the, and the, and the, and the, so how would you even be able to yell at anybody like oh it looks like you're taking a dip it's like what 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 dip like maybe maybe yeah. maybe you've ac- accidentally adequately captured the appeal of the show maybe 80 people want to watch it at 9 a.m. yeah and then another 10 <laughs> people want to watch it an hour later um but anyways but uh i i i just well the, the, so that that's that's us ruining television maybe ruining sure. basic cable but um i'm very happy to be surviving in the it's so it's there's it everything is exploding right now in a million ways and everything's being disrupted so it's i'm very happy to just be surviving at all it's a great it's a great show i did that that's the that's the that's the important news is that creatively and i I, biggest compliment uh i i have is that i was so i had so much shit to do today i i i I, I, i'm in in big trouble i'm like i'm like really really behind on a draft and i wasn't using you to procrastinate because i really did want to finish my fucking draft but i knew i had to watch at least an episode 
episode of your show. Thank and you. I, and I and I did, and then I watched five, and, and I I, only, I had to peel myself away. It was re- I really thank you like it. I I I. I <sighs> Let's figure out later if this was a good or a bad idea. How many people in the audience by applause have seen this show? Oh my gosh, that's pretty nice. I mean, I, I that's Could a win-win. If there's anybody, if you're focusing on the negative space, that means potential. Yeah, that, that's now that now we're now we're marketing to and them. Then, yeah, those other people are like, well, what do the clapping people know? I don't know. Um, I want to be a clapping person. One 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 reason why maybe people I, I to to use my I statements like I think a reason I didn't I didn't flock to it is I I live in fear of my own cynicism and stuff. Mm. I struggle so hard to stay positive and yeah. believe in humanity and stuff. And uh, I remember I think the dark kind of club-footed cousin of your show is Penn and Teller's bullshit on Showtime. Yeah, I, I I have a... I loved that show when it came out, and uh, but there were certain things that that... There are certain things totally that that show did that I knew that I wanted to do something a little bit different from. Um, but I love... I'm a huge fan of Penn and Teller. Um, and... Uh, and what those guys do, their show in Vegas is incredible. If you if you've never seen it, um, uh, there's a little MythBusters in there as well. In, oh, and MythBusters in terms of influence on on our show, uh, a little bit. Except we're not we never do experiments and right. things like that. I'm like not handy at all. You know, um, like there's no like live demos. Um, but uh, yeah, a little bit. You know. But I do think I think the 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 incredible exception that made a difference which is immediately apparent from the pilot and then it's there in every show i mean one of the things is that tonally there is just a clear difference in that it's like comedy versus tragedy kind mm-hmm. of thing like it's like at the end of the day either your show believes the viewer should kill themselves or not <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um and and your show like it has this it, it it has this heart to it. In fact, yeah. it's inviting people up to skepticism and yeah. cynicism. It's not implying that uh, if you didn't already know this, you, it's because you're dumb and <laughs> um, and and also like. Um, now that you know this, you know that life means less. Yeah, uh, no, it's the opposite. I, it, I mean, the the mo- one of the mottos of the show is that my character has, and that I have personally, is it's always better to know that I don't believe that there's any you know, there's any virtue in ignorance whatsoever and that you're always better knowing the truth. And the reason is because that makes you more powerful and capable and, you know, more able in the world. Um, and so we wanted to make a show that that shows that. Um, but I'm not a negative or cynical person by nature. Um, and so it was important to us to have that positive thing at the end. Although I think it was actually, on the pilot, I think it was the best network note I've ever gotten where they were like, you need something positive at the end. Like the fourth, oh, we're a four, we're a four act show, and they were like the fourth act should be just an uplifting message of some kind, you know. Um, and that's the best. On note paper, that sounds like the it's a prototypical terrible studio. Yeah, uh, exactly. Like, like, oh come on, I gotta find a positive spin every time. Right? Can they, can 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 <laughs> can the can can uh, uh, I I, tried, I I was gonna try to riff the name of like a character that's like a guy you love to hate. I, yeah. I, I was like, can Rick can Rick from Rick and Marty can he be good at his job? I yeah. don't know. I was like, yeah, lately, no, exactly. can, can he sounds, have a dog that he loves just to show us that you know? Yeah, it and, sounds and, too Pollyanna. But in this case, what, what was the hardest uh, positive fourth act piece? Like, what was the hardest one you think you did that? Or are they all like, oh, it's actually. There's always something positive on well, each one. Well, there, there's somewhere the ones that work the best are where there's a specific thing that people can do. Where it's like, now that you know this, instead of doing the bad thing that you were doing before, here's the good thing that you can do. You know, instead of like giving 
you know, instead of buying Tom's shoes in our pilot, you can give money to people directly, and that's much better for them, right? Um, the hard ones are where it's like really diffuse, like what the solution is. Um, like our climate change episodes are the most uh, difficult yeah. ones. And we did this whole episode where about climate change um, that uh, was very important to me. We did it in uh, 2016. And the big takeaway at the end, and this was like literally me going... That a lot of times I'm working through it myself, you know. Um, like I, I was literally wrestling with what the fuck are we going to do about climate change? No one is making any progress. Um, how do I think about this? Because it seems really dire. And we talked to this um, uh, climate uh, thinker and, and philosopher, Dale Jamison, who made the point that, like, look, it's not when people talk about climate change and they say the end of the world is coming. If we don't do this, the world is going to end. That's always false, right? Um, you can always make a choice today to make a better tomorrow. No matter how things, no matter how bad things are going to get, you're never off the hook, right? Um, because there's no, there's no such thing as the apocalypse, right? Because there'll always be people who are living. Um, and he said the best reason to be positive is because of the Paris Agreement. Because every country came together, and it just happened. Every country came together and uh. made this agreement. And so we did an episode where we talked about that. You know, that that was the fourth act. Thank God for the Paris Agreement because this is the best <laughs> sign we've that ever was your had. Act. And then and. And then, and then between shooting and airing was November 2016. Um, yeah. And uh, we had to release a, we released a little bumper at the end, which was like, okay, so the Paris Agreement is, uh, <laughs> uh, we're kind of worried about it now. And um, you should like phone, call somebody, call, get one of those apps and, um, and call a congressperson. Fuck, you know. Um, you got but, a little bobcat there. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, <fuck laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I, be, I become Bobcat Goldthwait in my really darker moments. Snickers bar right now. <laughs> yeah. um, the, uh, the, the episode that really, uh, I, 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 the five I watched, but I, I saw, obviously, when the title of the episode is different, I'm like, okay, I'm zooming in on that. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, there's this character, Emily, in the show, who's your oft antagonist yeah. slash whatever. Played you're, by Emily You're Hansford. ruining everything for her. And she she wrote with you on the original College Humor mm -hmm. series, you said. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, plays herself, uh, you know, her, her name's Emily. She's not playing herself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's playing a, ver it's, it's a based on her loosely, yeah. But that she's, um, uh, you know, she, she gets these episodes where she gets to ruin you. Yeah. Yeah. And um, which is a combination of a corrections uh, segment, yeah. uh, which your character is excited about, which I was really impressed by. I thought this was Thank such you. great meta storytelling. Like, I, I love, I'm really impressed with the amount of character that you're doing in a show that's just like a true TV. Like, hey, it's me. <laughs> this is my name. And here's the thing I'm going to ruin. It's like, right. you have arcs. And and each episode has a story to it. It ha like there there's and, and and this is so cathartic for someone to finally because nobody points out this part of the show to me. Very rarely does someone say, "Oh, I like the story arcs," you know. And we put so much work into that part of the show. I so. truly believe that that everyone notices it, enjoys it, but they don't in the back uh, of like, their minds. Yeah, because they're uh, they're inferior non elites. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> They don't have our galaxy Hollywood. Brands. They haven't earned the <laughs> the conscious pleasure, uh, but they're allowed the unconscious. <laughs> they feel it deep down in their animal brain stems. It's the it's the scars on my back that are shaped like Joseph Campbell circles. <laughs> that the, the wounds that allow his work to seep in on every level. For you, you'll think, "Oh, I like this show." <laughs> 
<laughs> I know why. <laughs> um, but uh, it really, I truly, it, re- it really, I, 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 here's the thing. Like, I, it, for a nonfiction show to like, I'm like, it was like, it was a little, it reminded me of Doctor Who kind of like, like, like. Mm-hmm. because there's a consistency to your character and you have a companion and and she was like it's my turn to fuck with you which is like first of all here's all the shit that people have uh, corrected us on that we did in the past and and but here's the really impressive thing to me as a master storyteller (laughs) in the first act of that story adam is like oh goody i love being ruined because it's like the adams family right like like hey what if you ruined a ruiner well the ruiner would love it loves ruination oh no good more ruining (laughs) and and i was like well that's probably going to just be the thing right she's going to get increasingly frustrated but then there's this threshold that's crossed where they they get they get through the corrections and they start talking about this thing called the backfire effect which is a thing you may have heard about probably since the election um uh or maybe you haven't i mean maybe not not by that name but this idea that um uh when we uh when we're when we're emotionally connected to something that we believe, um, uh, unlike with something else, like if I said, "What's that you're eating?" and you go, "Slim Jims," and I go, "You know, it's better is Slim Jims Ultra." If you don't care, you're probably gonna be like, <laughs> yeah. I'll, "I'll try those." Yeah, yeah. Um, you love those conversations. <laughs> like, what are you listening to? The Pixies. The, you should listen to the Pogues. Okay, uh, they both have pee in them. Okay. Um, I wish we had used these act outs on the show. These would have been a great demonstration. <laughs> But the backfire effect happens when you tell somebody, as the obvious example is, who'd you vote for? Oh, uh, Natalie uh, Portman. Well, she rapes children. Um, You should, and she pollutes the rivers, and um, you didn't know that, and so you should vote for Bernie. uh, uh, I'm trying to change the name so that we don't... (laughs) Wait, so you're gonna change uh, Bernie Sanderson. Natalie, Port- <laughs> Natalie Portman and Bernie Sanderson? <laughs> I'm not good at names. <laughs> Everybody in your shows are is just named who they I were just named. I'm trying to imagine someone's like, no queen, she was good as Queen Amadala. <laughs> is that her? Okay, thank God. <laughs> um, but they they it actually not only is there a deflector shield, yeah. it actually studies have shown that if you just lob a kind of like you're wrong about everything, the earth is actually round at a flat earther, if or if they're a flat earther that has linked their fucking yeah. sexuality or their their heart to flat well, earth, which how else would you be a flat earth? And it can be even more powerful than that. My favorite example that I've ever heard is like, imagine Sean Hannity, right? If Sean Hannity woke up tomorrow and read a study that convinced him climate change was real and we had to do everything to stop it now, right? His whole life is based around the opposite. Right. He, his career is, his family, rela- his relationships to his friends are, you know? If he was like, no, no, I think climate change is real, he'd become a pariah among everybody he knew. It's not just his emotional life. Identity. It's his social identity. It's right. everything he is as a person. So there's no way for him right, to do anything. Right, your money. Yeah, forget yeah. heart and, and soul and testicles. Like your your it could be your wallet. It could yeah. be your social standing. It could be your anything. If it, if there's an investment there, it, the 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 invasion of of an alternative 
fact can actually make you just double down. It's, yes. it's almost like your muscle, your muscles tense up. And, and, uh, it, this, that, that, the, the, so not only was this an incredible episode just to learn about this stuff in a digestible way, but also that I'm watching it as master storyteller, um, your <laughs> character in the show, that's the threshold he crosses where he's like, yeah, I don't want to hear about this yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it implies that your show doesn't have any value, <laughs> which is what my identity, both the character's identity and my own personal identity is wrapped up in the premise. The idea that, that the Adam ruining does everything doesn't yeah. mean anything. Yeah, it, it may, is how you get Doctor Who to like yeah. question himself. Yeah, and, and I love that so much. Thank and the, it all happens just within one boxing ring with Emily just dressed. And she's just punching you in the face, telling you. <laughs> yeah. that. So it's not about like uh, there didn't need to be a car chase in order for this to be like like a dynamic story. I thought it was really cool, and Emily learning this amazing thing. It, 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 which it, it uh, okay, Harmon, uh, land it. It, it, it. Use a period. <laughs> you did um, it. The, ba- the backfire effect, though. So how do we, oh, 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 the one, it was like, as it is explained in your show, the reason for the backfire effect, the software we're working with, or maybe we should call it the hardware. Yeah, the hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, the emotional wires, they run faster than the logical ones. Yeah. But you're never going to win. Like, we may as well just accept that humans are passionate, illogical. Well, and, and if we do that, then it, that gives us the tools that we need to overcome the backfire effect, right? Like, the, my favorite thing uh, about the uh, segment was, you know, we went, uh, there, this guy uh, who we interviewed on the show, Stephen Lewandowski, um, and his uh, partners in academia, wrote, uh, like, a debunker's handbook, um, and, you know, that explains, here's how to debunk things better. Um, and it's a lot of stuff we already do on the show, and the, the thing that sticks with me the most is... It's about the power of stories, right? Um, that uh, people so often, when they believe something that's wrong, they have a story about it. Like, here's... Uh, and, you know, you just... Uh, like, any fact that you know, you probably have a story for how things got that way, right? America is like this because George Washington chopped down the thing and the person wrote the thing and whatever, right? Um, and so if you can replace the bad story, the incorrect story, with a story that is both truer and more interesting, right? right that's how you uh, can convince them. And when he told me that, I was like, oh, that's, the, that's our fucking show. That's like all we do. Black history, Rosa Parks. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. I'm, I just, I'm I just, ready. I just, I just, I'm white and I'm ready to talk about it. <laughs> Happy February, Brandon. Um, the, can we uh, give you like a list? <laughs> can we give you like a list of things to, to that you could ruin right here tonight? Well, like, like call out some stuff. If we do that now, then I'll Cactus. be the guy that just pointed at people, snapped and said Black History, Rosa Parks, and then we moved on. I, 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 I have to just explain that yeah. I... I I've been I've been doing like an hour of reading in the mornings before my Instagram workouts. Now I have more to explain, but I won't. Um, but this uh, is, I'm proud of you. But that I I, I initially here's the here's the path that I went through. I'm going to be a hipster, uh, artisanal black historian for my workout. So why would I do anything that we learned about in high school? So let's skip Rosa Parks. Then I think, first of all, what, that probably takes a lot of work. How do you skip Rosa Parks? Probably by being smarter and spending more time. So let's do Rosa Parks. Yeah. Then I, I'm, but then, so then like, oh, I guess what the first step is going back to like sixth grade where you, you, you have this George Washington cherry tree story, right? Yeah. Rosa Parks was an old black lady who was on a bus and she had a lot of bags and she was very tired and and the climate of 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 racial injustice was was just like uh, 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 bubbling in a in a brewin and this innocent perfectly uh unaffiliated like woman who just it was represented all of America because she didn't want nothing to do with none of this um 
she was just tired and she wanted to sit down and from that sparked a revolution because, and, and it's like now yeah. I'm realizing like that was the sinister that George Washington Cherry tree, tree story is propaganda about, hey, you don't have to be an activist. You should just <laughs> sit down and shut the fuck up if you want to cause change. Like just do what makes you, do. Well, but the truth is she was 40. She was, so later when you're 20, you learn, you, you, you hear these like whispers of these, the, like, hey, you know that Rosa Parks thing? It's all bullshit. It was orchestrated. <laughs> there were a million Rosa Parks before Rosa Parks. A million people sat on buses that where they weren't supposed to. Yeah. And she and she was a she worked for the NAACP. What do you think about that? <laughs> and and it's like I got I got whispers of that. I remember at some point I was like, oh boy, I, you know. Um, yeah. Then you then you just read her fucking Wikipedia page. Yeah. Which is not the truth, probably. It's no, Wikipedia, wh wh but the truth is. It's an amazing story. Yes, yes she worked for the to, NAACP. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Claudette Colvin. Yeah, Claudette Don't Colvin. Don't high road us. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Claudette Colvin was It must was be the... the 29th of February. <laughs> <laughs> Claudette Colvin was the... Uh, the original Rosa Parks. Yeah. She's 15 years old. Yeah. And uh, she but she was pregnant, so and she's a little darker skinned, so they were like, we got this Rosa Parks in the wings. To sort of fully illustrate your point. There was a pregnant, yes, there was a, yes. And she would not have withstood. Now, this is also a thing. It's like, do you want to put that kind of pressure on a on a, on a young woman that is going to, Yeah, the, you have to go all the way up to the Supreme Court. Everyone is going to attack you for the rest of your life. Rosa Parks died. Uh, she, she was like, she was attacked for the rest of her life. She lost her job as a seamstress. Her husband lost his job because he wasn't allowed to talk about his famous wife at work. They had to change states. She died alone in an apartment that was robbed like, like like she was robbed but then she was moved to a higher uh income apartment beautiful beautiful apartments owned by the pizza pizza people little caesars <laughs> we, we won't name them because we have a you'll hear the ads for domino so we, we we have to call little caesars the pizza pizza people pizza people <laughs> Uh, because what happened was she did get robbed. People had sort of forgotten about her. She was in Detroit. And then uh, lov lovingly, the community stepped in and said, you can't rob her anymore. And then she was living in. <laughs> you can't rob <laughs> Hey, you that's can't Rosa Parks. Don't rob her. Strangely, they broke into her house. They took all of her chairs. Uh, <laughs> uh, come on. Wait, really? Come on. Come so on. she could never get sit down. Get the fuck out of here. Is that true? Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> she it's can't awful. even sit in her own apartment. It's awful. Black History Month. Now you know the fucking truth. <laughs> they stole it. Uh, Anyways, my point, I just got excited because when you said that George yeah. Washington thing, I was like, I just experienced that exact same thing is my only point. Well, this gets to your point about, about cynicism, right? Because this is what our show, this is why our show is not a cynical show because you hear those, that cynical version like, oh yeah, Rosa Parks, she wasn't the first one. There's this other girl, Claudette Colvin, who they fucked her over because they yeah. she was pregnant. The first and, whispers are like, if you uh, knew as much as we knew, you'd hate life and you'd hate yeah. everyone. And, and you'd, you'd hate Rosa Parks. But no, it's the, the fact is, the true story, I believe, is always a better story. Um, and the true story is that she was an activist, and they were and they were thinking strategically. And so, yeah, they were like, "Hey, Claudette Colvin, this happened to her." Ah, uh, you know what? I bet we can find someone who will play better in the press. It was purely yeah. strategic. Also, and Claudette was sort of a bitch. She was really rude, and she would not do press. <laughs> she was like, "I don't like sitting down on nothing." <laughs> so they were like, "We got to swap yeah. somebody in." <laughs> but like that—that that goes to show you. <laughs> that goes to show you how smart 
and committed those activists were the NCAA, yeah. the NAACP was at that time, and uh, and how good a job they did. And the story about her being the little old lady was, you know, more or less created by that movement because it's a good story. You know, like it's it's not it's not an evil story. It's like it's helpful to the it's, movement. It's it's yeah, it's putting a different face on what is a yeah the yeah, uh, and that's and that's press and that's politics and that and and you know there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. But you have a for, you have a full you have a fuller understanding of what the movement actually accomplished. If you understood, no, these were activists who were trying to accomplish something, and they went about it in a very smart way, and you can too, right? And so then when you look at those kids like, I don't know, the kids who like went to Diane Feinstein this week and like went to her office and like, look how smart that is, you know, to like, hey, we're children, we're literal children saying, hello, we would like the planet to be around the, when we, we're here, you and, know? And, and, and uh, Diane Feinstein was like, we, <laughs> uh, well, then let me drink your blood. We are, <laughs> we are, uh, we are a pack who has pushed these children into a senator's office, the children can't tell you what school they're from because they're not supposed to be part of, they're not political pawns. Mm-hmm. But there is a group called the Sunrise Organization yeah. that hires a bunch of people to uh, pound their way into Democratic senators' offices. It's the same move that they did to Pelosi. It's not a bunch of kids. It's not random. It's, a, it's an orchestrated event where people have cameras where they set up old <laughs> female Democrats. That is not a cool tactic at all. Oh, well, interesting! Interesting. They didn't go to uh, Republicans' Brandon offices. Always, always, always slightly <laughs> oh, lateral. No, those, those kids went to Mitch McConnell's office. How today. long did they, they, how they, long did they stay? Up. Oh, I don't know. I, I, right. I couldn't tell you the details. <laughs> but, well, we, that's we how you know it's a scam. <laughs> is that we didn't send? First of all, we don't use kids as pawns. That, that's number one. Number two, they don't they don't send them they don't send them into an, an, a candidate who doesn't have a green plan. She had a green plan right for them. And when they did the same thing to Pelosi, Pelosi handed them a plan. Why weren't those kids given that plan before they walked in? Why weren't those kids hooked up with the knowledge they needed? And how come those adults allowed those kids to yell at an older senator? That shit's bullshit. California is the greenest state in the nation. Take your ass to the Kentucky senator's office. Go to Philadelphia's. Go to, go to Pennsylvania's office. Don't, don't just fuck with the female candidates, the female senators. Damn. These are, these Brandon, are, these, these also, are critiques. Don't make a two-minute two edited tape. You lost me when you posted a two-minute edited tape. The whole tape has her receiving those kids with love. Uh, this brings up something <laughs> I did. I, I was gonna like lead with tonight, which was and, and not not uh, th- 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 which was just this fascinating fact that we've now here we go here we go again. Two years. Well, actually, kind of th- three years later. I it's, I remember distinctly the point where it was where the primary season was upon us and. Um, and I remember if you if you go back, I swear, if you rewind the podcast, you'll listen to me being absolutely silent about politics. And the reason is because it was the whole it was like Hillary people versus Elizabeth Warren people versus Bernie people versus things. And I was like, I, I through pure cowardice, not through nobility, because as you saw later, as soon as the election happened, I was like, what? This world's fucked. I got to say some shit. Um, but I was just sort of like. Uh, it's time for the groundhog to go back in his hole. And I, I, I mean, what is the, it, 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 it relates to the backfire effect. This mm-hmm. idea that we're, we're, we all know now we're watching this. We're, we, there's a shit storm coming. It's a shit storm that includes our best friends yelling at each other. Uh, it includes this podcast possibly getting inflammatory. If there's somebody out here that, 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 that says something, it's like, 
I remember I remember years ago, you know, I remember my friend Heath being up here and going like, well, what about Elizabeth Warren? And just like, I remember other people that I respected and who I wanted to be happy, like fucking basically, how can I describe it other than bullying him? Like, 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 like shouting him down and like our, this backfire effect means yeah. that like, that's why the age old tradition of we don't talk about religion and politics, right? Because those are the, mm -hmm. those are the, those are the facts that we're all invested in, which yeah. means that every time we hear something other than what we already thought, we constrict. Right. I mean, people are already uh, uh, attaching their identities to specific candidates and specific, you know, like platforms. And like, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing, right? Um, I think that is somebody's got to give works. a shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's all like eighty percent of the country doesn't, right? Like, and, like they're not helping us. And I think we, I think we are kind of doing actual. Po I think what it is is it's actual politics. Like that's actual, you know, political action. Is it's nice uh, that those shit conversations, now those arguments sounds more like people are using the words socialist, fascist, yeah. authoritarianism. It's like we're actually doing politics in this country for the first time. Real politics, least, yeah. Yeah, for, for the first time in like 50 years. Um, and so people got to like learn how to do it over again. Because I remember people, oh, don't talk about politics at a dinner party. I was like, why not? You just say, I like the president, the end. You know, <laughs> like there wasn't much, or I don't. Like, like it was, I don't know, it was kind of easy during the Bush years too. I don't like it. All right, moving on, you know. We got a couple years till the election. And now there's like, uh, you know, there's actual shit to be worked out. Yeah. Right? I mean, I didn't recognize them as politics because... The morning after the election, it was this thing that was making all the women cry. It, that, that wasn't politics <laughs> to me, which means I'm a misogynist. And I was like yeah. waking up to that. I'm like, yeah. why, why is that waitress eyes so red? <laughs> well, because something horrible happened last <laughs> night that sent her a signal after like her entire yeah. life, but et cetera, et cetera. And, it'd be, it, 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 and as I gained access to that, it wasn't a political thing to me. It was me realizing I was... I was part of a problem without realizing it, et cetera, et cetera. So for mm -hmm. me, it was like a journey of self-discovery. And then as, uh, as my self-discovery is unfolding, I'm triggering people who are going like, Jesus fucking Christ, stop talking about politics, you fucking lump of fat, hairy shit with gross, <laughs> flappy tits. You disgusting soy boy Jesus. fucking virtue signaling, cuck beta fucking pedophile fuck. How did they I'm know you were a that. cuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, um, you know, it's, it's it would be cool if we didn't talk about behavior <laughs> <laughs> and we just talked about policy. It'd be good if we got back to like, let's just talk policy. Yeah, I mean, on our show, like, you know, we do. I don't want to say our show is is not political because it is because we talk about issues that can only be resolved through politics. Politics, as I'll define it half-assedly right now, being like the process of how we decide what we're going to do, you know, in a in a country of people who have differing beliefs, right? How do you create a consensus or create like a dominant majority for a particular issue, right? Um, but we talk about, you know, so we talk about like mass incarceration and and you know criminal justice and climate change and things like that. Um, uh, we don't talk about, you know, we rarely say the name of a political party or like use that sort of like angle that you're going to get on it from The Daily Show, right? Um, and part of that reason is we're trying to get to people 
in a more, we're trying to hit people at their best and at their most thoughtful and their most open to new ideas um, rather than activating that identity-based part so of them. So is there an operation board game it. aspect to the to the backfire effect? Yeah. Where you can actually avoid, let's call them trigger trigger phrases. Yeah, a, l- uh, a, a little bit. Um, you, you know, yeah, we, we, will, we will try to make arguments that we think... Um, Nobody could disagree with, right? Like, uh, you know, for the most part, for instance, when we're making an argument about uh, about like that such and such a policy is like discriminatory, you know, everyone, if you present to people the basic premise of like, you know, policies shouldn't be racially discriminatory, right? We can all agree that everyone should be treated the same by the government. Everyone will go, yes, I agree with that. And then we say, okay, here's a case that it's not happening. And then they'll go, okay, that probably shouldn't happen. You know, like if you engage with them that way, they'll, they'll all agree with that, if that premise. If you start with it where, where it's like, this person is, you, you know, like this party is destroying America, people will get their, right. will get their backup, It almost right? seems like we're defining diplomacy. A little bit, yeah. Because yeah. it seems like 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 our our country was founded by a, a bunch of diplomats, people who were like really fond <laughs> and good at like talking yeah. around a topic, yeah, uh, uh, in in such high flown terms that how are you going to argue with this? Yeah, and that, and that maybe that's what good diplomacy is when mm-hmm. you like it, it, every time that that every issue tends to get like pulled down into factionalism mm-hmm. and they, they they love to attribute catchphrases to it and yeah. those catchphrases are often indistinguishable from perfectly logical words like up yeah. in this cloud but as soon as they're down there they're off the table and so you have to be like this weird person who speaks like they sound like a yeah. fucking thesaurus because what That's you're what really doing do. is kind of like rising above everything and floating and going like, well, it's a, uh, it, 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 it is this belief that a mankind that <laughs> should prosper should, you know, and it's like, why, why, why aren't they just talking about the Tories? That we know what this is about. <laughs> Fucking Tories rule. And it's like, uh, and, and if they mention tomatoes because of that tomato riot, I, I know that's dog whistling. <laughs> yeah. and it, uh, we 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 try to avoid all that stuff. You know, we did an episode about about guns uh, for our season premiere this year, and we um uh, in the past, like our first year, I was like, we'll never do an episode about guns because that's like one of the big fault lines of American society. Like as soon as you do that episode, because how do you ruin guns? Yeah, well, the, well, that's a good question. Um, but you know, as soon as we talk about it, people will be like, as soon as you say, okay, I'm gonna do an episode about guns, everyone folds their arms and they say, well, you better say what I want you to say. <laughs> well, yeah, I can't wait change, to hear. Yeah. I'm gonna change the channel. If you don't, I'm gonna be watching you like a hawk. You better say my side right now. You know. And so after doing the show for a couple of years, I, I was like, I think we can do it. I think we can at least make an attempt to do an episode that like gets people a little bit off balance um, and a hits the issue in a way that destabilizes them that hopefully they'll be a little more open-minded to that you know we 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 try to hit things where everybody misunderstands this do you about think guns. The, everybody's wrong about this do you think you know? when you ruined guns I didn't watch that episode do you think when you ruined guns that you um uh was there fixed it, it yes no 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 <laughs> I think we did uh, it was there a uh did you kind of ruin it for everybody <laughs> Uh, that was, that was our, that was our attempt. I mean, it was really interesting because we really wanted to do an episode that would speak to everybody, speak to, I hate saying both sides because I don't actually believe in the I'd love for you to ruin dichotomy in an episode. (laughs) Yeah. Just ruin ruin fucking binary. Ruin the Hegelian dialectic. Um, (laughs) 
The uh, I mean that that's what we're that is what we were trying to do, you know, because these these coalitions are based around these catchphrases and these buzzwords that have very narrow sort of cognitive troughs that they're like stuck in, you know. And so we were trying to get people out of that and say, hey, here's a couple basic things that we can agree on, and then here's a couple things that everybody is getting wrong, right? Um, so for for instance, our our third act was was uh, entirely about how guns interact with race in America, which is something that, you know, is very rarely, people who are pro-gun control are very rarely having that conversation. People who are pro-gun rights are very rarely having that conversation. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, that was our, that was our approach. Um, and then we, yeah, I mean, I, it was very difficult to do that without falling into both sides-ism because that's the, you know, that's the shitty version of that. Hey, there's a lot of shit to go around, yeah. you know, you're wrong, you're wrong. Here I am in the middle, like, standing on top of my bullshit mountain, right? Um, but, uh, and I think we were, if someone were to come up to me and tell me, hey, this was both sides bullshit, I'd be like, okay, we did our best, you know? Um, like, I, I'm not gonna argue with you. But we tr tried not to do that very yeah. hard. I mean, that's a remarkable and chilling, like, description of the of the ice we're walking across it, it, where, <laughs> where it's like, there's a term now for both sidesism. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, like I wish there weren't sides and, uh, yeah, now the term both sides is absolutely <laughs> attributable to, well, let's call him new Hitler. I don't know what I, I don't know what to call him. Bad Hitler, dumb Hitler, but, yeah. but, but literally like came out of his mouth and it's like, you could yeah. never say both sides ever again. Yeah. Uh, uh, while taking yourself seriously as a uh, arbiter, yeah, you uh, because now and I, I've actually detected that with the I, I started to notice like I won't talk about freedom of speech anymore because the mm. truth is that millennials have heard enough, uh, have heard that phrase so many times, um, yeah, during um, arguments about why they shouldn't. Uh, complain value about value their or, yeah. rights, <laughs> their all their other rights. Yeah, why they shouldn't speak up in defense of themselves. That even yeah. though I feel like the day I die, it's it's either going to be prostate cancer, a heart attack, or I'm being shot specifically about First Amendment shit. Um, <laughs> that I won't I won't talk about it anymore because I sound <laughs> racist when I say freedom of speech. Yeah, yeah. Um, because because the dialectic the, the dialogue changes. Yeah. I don't know what's going on back there. Something happened back there. We're uh, gonna blue, blue screen. Uh. <laughs> oh God! Oh no, Brandon's. A, oh. um, <laughs> I mean, this segues into. Well, Rob wanted to. You wanted. To, you, do, do you have any Let's random get, things you want to see if Adam can ruin? Because okay. he truly has ruined. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here sure. we go. Skateboards. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> I mean, uh, you can say pass. What, what is that? I mean, those. I've never seen anyone do a trick. <laughs> Okay. They, it's the oldest <laughs> joke in the book, but they always fall off. They're always like, you see the guy do the flip, and then he's like, ah, oh, fuck, and he takes a couple stutter steps. That's the only thing I've ever seen anyone do on a skateboard. Awesome. Apples. Apples? Uh, yeah, okay. Um, apples are really interesting because uh, they... Uh, if you just like plant an apple seed in the ground, this is weird and true. You get like a random apple. Like something about apples mean they don't breed true. They like breed in crazy ways, you know? So you'll get like just a weird fucking probably inedible apple. Um, and as a result, people for most of the time, Johnny Appleseed, he wasn't planting apples to... Uh, you know, eating, they were only usable for cider. So he was actually planting booze trees all over America. This is 100% true. It's in Michael Pollan's book, The Botany Desire. Um, and as a result, what would happen is if you randomly got an edible apple, you'd be like, holy shit, I'm going to be a billionaire because then you would start grafting the tree and cloning it, right, off of your original uh, tree. 
And so it was sort of like a striking oil, like to find uh, an apple, like, oh, I, I uh, Granny Smith, I got it. Like, you know, um, and uh, so most apples are uh, clones. <laughs> that's that's uh, what I know about apples. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm literally just repeating things from New Yorker articles. Yeah. Like, that's all, that's, all, oh, no, that's from no, Michael Pollan's book, The Body of the show, though, is that you say in the pilot, you go, by the way, every time I say something, mm-hmm. there's a bug up in the corner of the screen. There's yeah. a, it, it cites the reference. I did that specifically because I was just a, a comedian, and I was like, why should anybody believe anything I say? I need to let them know it's in a book somewhere. Yeah. Well, why else would they believe it? I I'm, do, and I glance up there when you say something, and I go like, "God damn it, what?" And then I'll see like Slate 2011. I'll mm-hmm. go like, "Well, you know, I I'm sure that person did their research." You know what yeah. I mean? Like, but it's it's a proper kind of like yes. I, it makes me feel more comfortable. That's a big theme of your show too: is the idea that peer review and the idea of yeah. being wrong mm-hmm. builds trust. It's okay to be wrong. Be yeah. wrong. Admit you're wrong. It's the corrections page in a newspaper. You know, uh, or it, it's when someone is. We try to be transparent about our process that, so that people like uh, uh, one of our our head of research, Natalie Sure, has a great. Um, a uh, phrase for this. Oh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but um, it's uh, not the idea that someone is perfect or that, you know, uh, oh, sorry, it's uh, credibility is more important than accuracy, right? Because um, you're not going to be 100% accurate, but what you can be is as credible as you can. And so you can say about someone, hey, they do their research, they uh, they approach these issues in a credible, you know, respectful, uh, you know, top of their intelligence way. When they're wrong, they fess up to it. Like this is a person who I can trust in a way, right? And so that's the that's the ideal that that we go that yeah. we go for. As All best you we have can. is your word. So always use. My therapist would say, always use your I statements. If you're talk, you know, if you're talking to somebody about emotional <laughs> yeah. issues, just always always make sure you're always talking about how you feel. Yes. That way, like, well, you know, you could be, you could be a crazy person, but yeah. you would be constantly, people could rely on you. Yes. You could be like, yeah, Dan's always, he's nuts, but I know he, exactly how he's nuts. Cause he's always like, those windmills make me want to eat more <laughs> salt. And, and, and um, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, I am now very upset about my circumcision, by the way. I saw, <laughs> oh. I, I saw the sex episode, and I did not I, – I wasn't sure what to think about sir. I guess the one the, – but the one nice thing about it is that if I have a kid, I don't think – There I, we I'm, go. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to have them circumcised. That's my favorite thing that uh, people will come up to me and say, and they'll, they'll say, I didn't – they'll say, we didn't circumcise our kid because of you. And I say, Yes! If you could change one life, if you, <laughs> if you could change one uh, small child's penis in a positive way. If, uh, now, look, I, I, I want to say that uh, circumcision, our position is there's no particular reason to do it, right? It's not a terrible thing to do. And if people do it for religious reasons, that, that's fine or whatever. There's no medical reason to do it. And so if you're of the general position that I am, which is don't perform unnecessary surgeries unless you have a really good reason, then, hey, why not not do it, you know? And, like... There's certain, you know, uh, uh, yeah, that's, that, that, yeah, that's about it. But I don't, I don't want to. I, I, I really, bu- I really bought into dick. the hygiene thing. But then I thought, I was like, wait a minute, why would cavemen have a piece of their penis? <laughs> That if left untended gives you an infection that no. makes no sense. They roll the, around in dirt the for for, a living. The foreskin serves a the foreskin serves a purpose. It yeah. cut it 
It covers the penis, which is a sensitive area that could get dirty. It's got We're a purpose. all the time on Harmontown. <laughs> in that same That's episode, I mean, you, you could have broke these into three episodes, but yeah. in that same episode, herpes and hymens, mm -hmm. I, I, uh, I was Sounds wrong like about all of them. <laughs> <laughs> the two H's. Herpes, herpes, 90% of people have some form of herpes. Have some form of herpes. Herpes is an extremely... Uh, so the problem with herpes is that people... The real scourge of herpes is that people get a herpes test and then they're told they have herpes and then they're like, oh no, I have a horrible STD and now I can't have sex with normal people. You know, I can't, I'm a pariah and they sort of feel, you know, like, but most people who have herpes, 90% of people have some form of herpes um, and then, you know, mouth herpes, like there's, that's talking all over the body, right? But like so many people who have herpes don't know that they have it. And that's fine because it never affects their lives at all. You is know? it because they don't get tested or is it because... It, it's because it's for most people, it's so asymptomatic, you wouldn't know that right. you had it. And so sometimes people... I've, I've talked to people who are like, I went to get an STD test and I told the doctor I wanted a herpes test too. And they said, don't get one because doctors know that you're, you probably have it. And finding out that you do have it is just going to make you put a social stigma on yourself. So you're better off because it's a thing that like... Everybody, everybody has. Now that's not, now you know there there are like extreme. Yeah, everybody has it. <laughs> See. <laughs> uh, the jokes are too good to resist, despite that. <laughs> everybody um, has. Uh, but that yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's shame. I mean, I love that 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 uh, your your episode on sex. We try to remove shame. Circ circumcision to hymen to herpes. Yeah, and, and it comes around to the fourth act of. What explains all this stuff? All the things that we're wrong about. It's shame. Yeah. Shame surrounding sexuality. Little boys are having their their, their dick tips cut off mm -hmm. at birth B based on at best. Now, we're not questioning anybody if you're if you're getting your dick tip cut off for a 5,000-year-old reason. We're I'm not saying this podcast is not saying, "Hey, storm the gates." I I I have no business there. But um but truthfully, if you if you're just uh it's it, it's questionable reasons. We don't. There's no science well, that yeah, suggests it, it, it was a fad in the 19th century that that they thought would stop kids from masturbating. Yeah, um, and that, which, that's why it took off in the United States, but not in most of the world. Right? It was. A I US do wonder what fad. my life would be like if I masturbated more, <laughs> <laughs> and if that would be a bad thing. But I, I apparently this this procedure does not stop people from masturbating. I gotta say, it probably the main thing it's done is it's probably really increased lube sales in America because uh, the foreskin's a natural lube. And uh, if you don't and have it, I think you need why more lube. It's good because it's a mucus membrane, I assume, because you cited, you said that if you're if you're gay, um, uh, not being circumcised, uh, a person uh, being circumcised will reduce the HIV uh, uh, risk, right? But oh, but but not. But we're talking about bareback so versus condoms. Uh, uh, condoms reduce it by eighty percent. I, I <laughs> he points at me like continue. Um, I uh, yeah. There's there's a small effect that's been shown that being circumcised can re can reduce the risk of STD transmission in uh, certain cases by some percentage, right? But it's like some small percentage. It's like your chances of transmitting it are like ten percent less or something like that, um, which is to my mind not a good reason to chop off part of your body if you can wear a condom, right? Or if you can practice safer sex, you don't need a surgical. Right, like but, nothing nothing beats a condom in the first place, which I, is the important I, point. I read yeah. an article once that said, if we were to, uh, if we were to circumcise 
a third of men on earth, we could reduce the cases of uh, cervical cancer, which is caused by HPV, by a couple thousand per year, right? It's like, you're going to circumcise two billion people, like billions of people, in order to just give out condoms. You know, like it's a better, that, that, that's, a better that's a better plan than, hey, we're going to go around with scalpels to like everywhere in, in the world, right? Uh, that's, my, uh, uh, that's my feeling about it anyway. Yeah. Um, I just think about my dog. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they get they get that little lipstick comes out and then I, and I go like, well the reason that lipstick isn't always out is because they're not circumcised yeah 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 and like like so I'm like looking at imagine it like, if we circumcised like, what dogs you, it was out all the time that'd yeah, be horrible like the dog would be so bummed out like it's like, <laughs> yeah but again again it's like the the thing one well, of the reasons it's been able to persist is because it's not a particularly bad thing to be circumcised right. Um, and so uh, it's like, fine, it's totally great. Um, and the reason the myth around hymens has persisted is because it, it, it blends perfectly in with our kind of like bullying of yeah. young girls or saying yes. like, oh, there's this event that's going to happen when you have sex for the first time. You should think about it more than the guy does because the guy could just stick it in and go away. Yeah. And uh, you, however, you're the recipient of this thing and we're trusting you with this like drum skin that's yep. going to like, and then, oh God, <laughs> boy, you better not. Yeah, you'll be and, changed and forever. It's, it's, yeah. it, it, it's actually, it's practicality that that perpetuates that myth it's a little mm -hmm. more insidious than the circumcision oh, it's thing. yeah it's incredibly insidious and it's and it's simply not true it's just the the hymen does just the hymen is just a way. thing it's not it has nothing to it's all i got the impression it's unrelated to sex <laughs> like that it's just a fucking you thing know that, i don't want to get too outside of my lane um <laughs> uh talking about it because you know we did that episode a couple years ago and we made our claims there and you know i'm not an expert on on uh Hymans. on female anatomy i've never uh seen a woman um but <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the hymen is not a barrier that is covering the, you know, vagina. And then w the first time a dick comes through, yeah. it's like, you know, ruptured forever. Like that doesn't, that's literally what I pictured my entire life was I was like, it's like a freshness seal. It's like a fucking Capri Sun. <laughs> Boom, you go through there. You're never going to close that Capri Sun again. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought it was. And yeah, I had yeah. sex ed in you class You guys in characterized school. it as that paper thing on a football field that the band comes through. <laughs> And, yes. but, I, and I, but I really love this. This goes back to how much heart this show has on that football field, this character of Emily. So, um, uh, 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 Adam is, is standing with Emily's uh, boyfriend, Murph, who's a health teacher. But you guys are, are, are preoccupied with the, uh, the myths surrounding the hymen because the first one on the list is the cherry popping daddies uh, band. <laughs> and, the, and the two of you as men are just like looking at, at a CD case and like arguing about why it's bad, which leaves Emily to like walk away from you guys down the football field yes. in a beautiful haunting shot where she just basically says without preaching that like this is also, by the way, you can use this myth of the hymen. There are countries where women have to show proof of hymen to get a fucking yes. food stamp or they whatever. They show proof is. of something that doesn't exist in that form, right? It, it, that, that doesn't even food it, stamp. It, I yeah. riffed. Don't don't. I just say like like it's like if you yeah. if you accept something as clinical and cause and effect, it can be used to like really hurt people. And yeah. it's like if it's a myth, it's crazy. It's like the same thing as IQ tests, which you also ruin, mm -hmm. which have been used extensively for racism. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so. Uh, uh, but that's that's just like like please watch the show. I mean, that's really <laughs> Thank it's, you, it man. is not a show that wants you to be unhappy and wants the world to be a worse place. Yeah, I mean, our our I always say the ruins 
part of it is like it, it's a superficial joke, you know. It's like you ruin comfort. It, I mean, yeah. And, when you, you know. learn something that is contrary to what you believe, it's like uh, unless it's really a backfire effect situation, it's momentarily uncomfortable. You know, you're like, oh no, that's not. Ah, oh, fuck. Oh, my gears are grinding. Ah, oh, geez, right. And then, uh, but then as you learn and you start to embrace the actual truth, it's really fun and rewarding to learn a new thing. And it, because you know that it makes you more powerful, it opens the world up to you. One of the reasons our show does well is because once people learn the things, they want to go tell someone else right away. Right, like learning case in point, which is something I knew 20 years ago, but I assumed it changed. But then I saw your episode and I was like, wait, I always knew this. This explains everything. Uh, the uh, Your credit card numbers... They've already been stolen. <laughs> it, it, yes. The fact that it seems like every once in a while, like you're uh, vulnerable to identity theft, is 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 based on the statistical probability of the gigantic landfill full of everyone's credit card numbers that exists online. Yes, that are that are sold to uh, among people. And yeah, it's and like, huge tranches of like billions of cards. You're yeah. actually protected by the lack of security about your credit card because it's like a school of fish. Like, yeah, it, it, it's like. What, what, what are the odds you're going to get eaten? Very and the, low. And, and the credit card companies all, or the banks more specifically, all have. They're just like, okay, we'll just since this is the case, we'll just cancel the card and refund the thing when it happens, and we'll call you on the phone. And, and yeah. you know, so that's why now it's more annoying, right? Because your your credit card, what people now have their cards canceled. You know, the fraud protection is too strong, right? Um, uh, but uh, yeah, that's. It, but I always knew that because I remember being a kid, and I remember I don't know if I, it's illegal for me to say this, but I remember being in that phase of my life, like 16, 17. And like, I remember going to those sites and going like, for real, this is, these are just people's credit card yeah. numbers. Yeah. And I would take some and I tried some and I, I got, I did some stuff. I, 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 Whoa. I, 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 the time I, on Harmontown for the second <laughs> time. Today. I thought maybe it had changed in 20 years, but yeah. it may, as your, as your show makes a point, it's like, no, in the seventies, they used to take your, your credit card is just a, literally a card that has the number on it. And they would literally just go one, seven, five, four. Yeah. And then the thing that changed over 20 years is that now a computer does that. Yeah. But it's it's no more secure. The only thing it eliminates yep. is like one person overhearing your credit yeah, card I mean, transaction. We, we, we've got like, you know, chip and pin when you're using the register is you're not exposing your number in the same way that you used to be. But the number system still exists, right? All you need is a seri you know, a string of digits, a shorter string of digits, and a shorter string of digits, and you can use you can use someone's card, right? Now exactly how would a person say do that? <laughs> Maybe you could ruin poverty. I'm pretty for sure me. you can get online and Google. <laughs> I, 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 I think. I, 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 correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure the issue is you could get online and and if you really drilled down tonight, you could you could get online and Google and go like, I want to become a person who trades in uh, uh, yeah. credit card numbers. Basically, it would be the equivalent of you becoming a metal detector guy. Yeah. You would, you would be like putting the same, you would be putting so much effort into it. You may as well write a screenplay. Is that what you go down to the beach? You're like, hey, metal detector guy, write a screenplay. <laughs> what are you doing? Jesus Christ. Haven't you seen how easy it is? <laughs> Saw the Oscars. Oh, did the, yeah. uh, by the way, I that was a glib, dumb reference. I don't know if all the great movies won. D did the, did the favorite win anything? Uh, best actress. Vera, yeah. Olivia, Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman. I love that I thought, movie. Did they get oh, a man, so good. Any production awards? I thought maybe they got I don't something. think it got. No, I think it only got because we were worried Black it was going to be. Black Panther won per, best production. It design. did. Yeah. It That's did. True. Wonderful. Wardrobe Costume, as well, Yeah, wardrobe. Yeah. yeah. Ludwig Göransson won uh, for the for scoring Black Panther. He was the community uh, composer. Oh, really? Oh, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. That's a, that, that, I, that movie had a great score for, for a Marvel movie. He was a Russo Brothers discovery. I can't claim mm. credit for like discovering him. But I did, I, because I was the creator of Community, I did have the honor of signing the special letter to the immigration board or whatever you call it, where basically it's like a, to get a genius visa, which is essentially saying, <laughs> yes, he's going to take an American's job, but no American can do it. <laughs> Fuck you, John Williams. <laughs> Fuck you, Mark Mothersbaugh. You had your chance. <laughs> Second City, Toronto. <laughs> Mark Mothersbaugh's doing fine uh, on the Devo Adam, royalties. Both your parents are super smart, right? Yeah, they're my, both my parents are uh, PhDs. Yeah, PhD yeah, the, scientists. I'm the, I'm the you, piece of shit with a BA. Is this is this where you get the uh, unraveling from? Uh, they, did they teach you like this? Did they talk to you about these things? Uh, you know, I had a lot of... So, I, I mean, I, I, I had a really science-filled childhood, but, you know, I was also a super ADD kid and I couldn't keep my head on straight, you know? So they, they, they wrote me... No, they didn't write me off, but, you know, I was like... <laughs> uh, they, they weren't like, this kid's gonna, this kid's gonna make it in academia. Um, uh, but, but, you know, I, I spent a lot of time watching, like, kids' science shows and yeah. things like that, which ended up, I realized, only after I created the show, I was like, oh, this show is like Beekman's World. I don't know if you guys remember Beekman's World. Yeah. Um, but I realized afterwards, I was like, this is really profoundly influenced. Like, I zip in, we do sound <laughs> effects for every little thing, yeah. you know. Are and they impressed? Do you ever call them? Do I ever call Beekman's World? No, oh, no. <laughs> that was literally my first call. Your, like, Does my father Beekman ever right. tell me he loves me? Uh, not, not yet. Uh, yes, my parents are. My parents are impressed. Uh, awesome. uh, yeah. And, and do it, they you ever get story ideas from them at all? Do they ever uh, give you, a, you know, two cents on I that? You know, I got to tell you, uh, almost the opposite. Um, my, uh, we did an episode on science, which is one I'm very proud of because I love science. It's dear to my heart. And it's about systemic problems in science. Mm -hmm. Um, with science funding and with um, you know use overuse of mouse models, like they use mice for too many things and stuff like that. Um, and I watched it with my dad, who's uh, the uh, uh, an administrator at a, a, a PhD and a vice president at the University of Oregon. And I watched it with my sister, who's a PhD in nuclear physics and a Jesus. journalist at the wonderful magazine Science News, really good uh, outlet if you guys uh, like learn about science. And I watched it with them. And then uh, afterwards, they looked at me and they were like. You really simplified a lot of stuff in this. And I was like, no, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> don't do it. Just tell me. Good job. I was like sitting there watching them during the episode as they were like, hmm, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> kind of painting with broad, a broad brush. You know, like my dad, we're talking about problems in science funding and the NSF and, and you know, corporate and, and billionaire funding of science and the problem with that. My dad worked at the NSF and gave grants and he was like, no, 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 it's a good system. I was like, you're, here's the thing. When people are, uh, when people are so close to something, something I yeah. hear a lot is, uh, Oh, Adam Ruins Everything is a great show until he does something that you know about, right? right? And like, yeah, I'm sorry that in six minutes we didn't manage to like right, meet the right. standards of your like fucking PhD, right? God damn it, people um, get so excited. That's one of the biggest problems with the internet is people get so fucking excited yeah. when the ocean of everyone dwelling together accidentally runs over a single goddamn thing about that, that that's important to them. It's like, yeah. it's that's it, that, just be excited about that. Don't get mad about it. Yeah, God no, damn it, you talking, you mentioned the Pixies? Oh, fuck, I saw, I saw the last concert, ah! 
<laughs> they think it's so fun. They're, yeah. they're like, oh my God, I finally, I'm, I'm the person here. I mean, we did this thing on, on mouse models, which is that, you know, mice are, mice and rats are overused in medical testing and science. And the reason is because the models are very, it's very easy to get the mice. It's cost effective and it's replicable. You can do it over and over again. And it's like easy to get funding to do that, right? You know something? But my there are dad, problems with it. My dad it. told me about that. My dad's not a scientist. Sure. But he told me, one, he said, you know, those, uh, those rats are bred for cancer. <laughs> that's what, it, said, that's what, a thing what, that people say. What do you mean? Yeah. It was, it's like, well, they're, they, the, the rats are now easier to give cancer because the, all they get is cancer. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember that from when that, I was like eight. That's kind of broadly true. I mean, it, it's like there's such, speci- there's such specific populations, right? Because they're trying to reduce the number of variables, right, when they're, when they're testing. Um, but as a result, their findings then become like really, really narrow and just... You know, we talked to a fucking cancer scientist who says, hey, we shouldn't be using mice quite this much, right? It's a systemic problem in science. And on, you know, Reddit, we got so many people saying, I am a scientist who uses mice, and he doesn't know anything about mice, and I use mice very well, you know? And the thing is, from their vantage point where they are at their particular postgrad program at the University of whatever doing their work, like, they have such a specific, their whole lives are their little corner of it, you know, like sort of writ large. And I'm talking about, I'm doing an overview uh, for a general population of the field from 10,000 feet up, right? And so like those, even though we're talking about the same thing, our perspectives are so different that like they can't, you know, they can't quite go to, they can't quite go together, you know, um, and they have that strong reaction. Do you think there would be a version of an episode, I'm going back to your parents thing. Is there a version of an episode where you ruin the child-parent relationship? <laughs> where, which is to say, on both sides, both sides. Because <laughs> uh, sometimes I feel at 46, like, I look back on a lifetime of kind of, like, um, uh, symbolizing them. Uh-huh. I, I go, like, oh, my mom said this, my dad said that, and I just told that story about my dad saying they're it's like I, It's so easy to want them to be wrong and all this stuff, and, like, it... it, it I guess, I guess I, I'm fascinated by this kind of like, like Schraub used to tell me this story. Uh, Schraub's going to grow up to be a, uh, God knows what, he hasn't grown up yet. No, Schraub, 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 Schraub grows up to be a comic book artist, right? So Schraub has these stories, like when we're like 20 and we're hanging out. And Schraub remembers being a kid and your mom hid your comic books and... You know, yeah. she was a, she didn't have the I had, right. A, I had a comic book, Ranzarox, and it had uh, on the it, and it had some racy. It was kind of like a heavy metal kind of a, a sci-fi book, and there was like some naked nudity in there. Hell and, yeah, and that's kind. I guess I've got a. <laughs> I guess to skip ahead of it, I'm wondering, like, like do we, when we, I always, because I also I watch these true crime things, and then, like, people are so fast, and they go, like, oh, Ted Bundy, uh, Ted Bundy's parents were like this. I'm like, according to who? Fucking Ted Bundy? <laughs> what the fuck do you trust him for? Are you saying uh, like Ted you, Bundy? Uh, Are you comparing me to Ted Bundy? Yes, <laughs> yes, I am. What the fuck? I, I, th- I think I think if you had slightly less of a support system. Uh, <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, do we as adults like? I I wonder what field of psychology like 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 yeah. like studies this like the idea of like like I. I I picture it like a like a boat's wake, like like to what extent? I know it's like nature versus nurture is a thing, but I'm saying like like people like we we tend to interview people about their childhoods. We go like, mm-hmm. oh hey, so and so, what do you remember about your childhood? 
Well, my mom was always very encouraging about the alphabet. Oh, really? That's weird because your life ended up being about the fucking alphabet, you <laughs> alphabet scientist. But I, like, guess what you erased from your brain? Your mom, like, washing your dick too hard in the bathtub? We don't know. Like, how do we know whether washing your dick yeah. really hard makes you into the alphabet? Like, we're going to yeah. lose that stuff because we, we have this, like, fixation on this idea of the truth, like this, mm-hmm. this biographical truth. Like, <laughs> Why didn't you become a dick washing scientist who studies dick washing? We think that's how it is, but like, uh, if, have you have you touched on any area of that? The, we haven't like, done. Kind of... We haven't done parenting. <laughs> we, we... Have you have you done that episode? <laughs> Well, there's a lot there. Um, there's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack. Uh, we, we, you know, we've never done parenting specifically because we've done, we've tracked Emily and Murph throughout the stages of life. So they get engaged, and we did an episode about their engagement. We did an episode of Adam Ruins Weddings. We did an episode about having a baby, right? And then we decided at the end, we sort of had a very soft, you know, our message at the end of that was like, hey, you don't have to have a kid, right? That was sort of trying to take that shame off, that pressure off of people. Um, it's not your chance to make the world a better place. Uh, yeah, uh, to have a kid. You mean? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I, I, I mean that's, uh, yeah, that's that's certainly my my perspective is that like I don't think there's a moral imperative to have children personally. Um, and and uh, if people want to have them, great. But I don't think it's like a thing that we we have to do, right? Um, uh, so at the end, we have Emily. And Murph decide to wait, and so they don't have kids, and so, but maybe, maybe one day, you know, God willing, uh, if, if we keep going, we'll we'll do that episode. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the the amount of like the fucking butterfly effect of parenting is so vast that I feel like almost the worst part about it as a parent, I can't imagine having to live with that because you feel like, oh, everything I do is going to be like that fucking Simpsons episode where right. like, uh, you know, uh, suddenly suddenly they, they turn into uh, some kind of weird monster because I do X, Y, Z. But it's completely unpredictable and right. you actually have almost no control over it at all. Like all the things that, you know, I talked to my therapist about, about, you know, my, my parents doing X, Y, or Z. None of it's, none of it's, you know, particularly bad, but the things that did affect me are things that I know that, that they never even thought about or that they, there were just tiny little quirks of their personality that were just, you know, like a little bit too harsh about this or a little bit too loose about that. Or, but more or importantly, comment, and this is the thing know? that plagues me is, 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 don't you think it's possible that there's moments where they're like, by the way, all that other shit that you're going to remember, um, that's all, boy. I'm so sorry I came off that way earlier today. Adam, you got to remember it's so important that mice mice are overused and or whatever the thing is, whatever and and that and that it just didn't serve your uh your 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 adult brain, your developing brains. It's like you create this like rocket thrust behind you mm-hmm. where you go, "Why am I who I am?" And the memories that don't serve that narrative, they just drift oh, away. Yeah. Like, 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 oh, uh, old man Withers down the street was racist, and that's why I'm not. And I decided that, and so I forgot that old man Withers uh, uh, yeah. saved the uh, space lab from. I, I'm not going to riff a narrative. That's <laughs> I'm already halfway into one. I might as well complete it. Uh, he saved space lab with his racism. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, that, certain- well, that doesn't. That's in that case, Old Man Withers was still racist. I don't know why I. Yeah, there's this there's this conflict because I I believe. <laughs> what is, uh, What's uh, going on back there? Can't you guys just? Is it on a loop or something? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I, I believe it's just that, that every uh, time it happens, everyone feels like they have to react. The, the weird- I, would, I would just put it on like a like a. a a video of a badger rotting or something. <laughs> <laughs> Anything is like a fast motion. Just let them get used to something. Rotting. 
I, I'm curious. I'm a, I'm actually curious what what you'll say to this because one of my beliefs, um, and I've read your writing on on story structure and stuff, and 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 uh, I, I I love it. Uh, but one one of the things that I believe is that. Uh, you know, real life is not story shaped. That people's lives are not actually stories, and that and that that's something that we impose onto them. And that the real and that the, we actually have an upcoming episode. Our season finale is going to be about exactly this problem because on our show we use stories to, in the way that I described, to to give people information. But in reality, uh, the real world is not story shaped, right? Like we tell our our three beat story about Teddy Roosevelt's life, right. but Teddy Roosevelt did not have a story like that to his life. That's something I imposed on it, right? Right. Um, and so the, in, to the extent that uh, we're using those stories, we get, we get further from the truth. And I think we do that for our own lives as well. Um, yeah. But at the human, same time, Human life a, and human society, definitely not story-shaped. Because yeah. it's slop-a-doodle. Because it, 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 but what, the only things that are story-shaped are like the day, because the mm -hmm. sun comes up and goes down. Sure. So you can always rely on that. And like the seasons and life and death and the kind of like general nature of how this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. Like um, you're mad at this person today. Maybe you're mad at them because you love them. You're going to find that out later. Like those kind of like those things that aren't uh, um, pollutable by the fact that everyone else is going through them all at the same time. Mm -hmm. That creates static. And that, but the individual signals, I think, if you were if, if, to the extent that it's possible to have an individual have a relationship with the universe, I think that the story structure holds true. I think that mm. nature boom. and oh, oh. I just said boom. Oh, okay. <laughs> Take boom. that, Adam. Uh, but I do, I, I do know exactly right. what you're talking about because then what we have to do is function together, and then so then we go, oh, Teddy Roosevelt, you know, <laughs> lesson you learned there. Mm, don't dig a canal unless you want mm, malaria. <laughs> and, 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 so, and then someone else is like, well, actually, and we're like, you're actualing me. And my story is about crossing the threshold of learning what actualing is. And everyone's right and everyone's wrong because it's like static. Yeah. It's yeah. like all signals and it just creates static. But your heart is beating every beat a muscle like go crosses. It, it, it is a four act story. Right. It's a four chambered heart. But I, I, I my, my, my believe. I, I, I agree with that. Except that I believe that's like a structure. That's a structure that we impose, right? That's a structure. Like I believe the story is a structure of the mind, not of the universe, right? If humanity was wiped out, nobody would care. There would be nobody to care about anything. There would be no, you know, sort of like the sun would be revolving, but there'd be no vantage point from which it would rise and set, right? Um, there, there would be no one to observe it right, rising right. and setting. No, yeah, this it is absolutely about be, the experience have, of being sentient. Yeah. yeah, and so that's what I bump into because I'm really, I'm my, what I'm uh, uh, most interested in is understanding the the universe as it truly is, right? This, this is fucking, I'm just getting, gonna nosedive into Kant here, but like, um, I, uh, what I'm really interested in understanding the world as it truly is and to the extent that I, uh, I'm imposing my own structure on it. That's an extent to which I don't truly understand it as it is. Uh, and uh, and it seems like the story is like such a deep uh, piece of how we think, uh, deep like characteristic of how we think that we can't escape it, even as it distorts uh, the world that we're trying to observe. Yeah, I mean, geez. There, was, <laughs> there is that idea that the only um, footage that is real documentary footage is surveillance footage. Mm-hmm. Mm because those people are unaffected because the camera's not in plain view. But the camera, yeah, well, I mean, and then, but what about, but what about actually? But uh, like the camera was mounted uh, in suspicion. It was mounted by Macy's because Macy's didn't want their parking lot robbed. It was, yeah, there was uh, a choice made by the, every, every, everything that a human sentience touches, yeah. it, it creates a perspective and a flavor. I, I think if you, there's a way to look at that to, to, 
to 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 defeat yourself and go, oh, so all I am is a is a conscious monkey that's just like projecting a, an illusion onto a chaotic universe. You conscious go, monkey. But can't you just flip that and go, well, well, flip the telescope, look through the big end and uh, into the monkey and go, um, <laughs> no, well, the monkey is tiny. <laughs> yes, he is very tiny. And, and, and the universe's point is that monkey for the time being, according to that monkey. And that, and that that's what the monkey needs to know to actually understand the universe. Because as far as a monkey's relationship with the universe, the only thing that's going to possibly benefit the monkey is through that telescope, even though it's absolutely a fraudulent mm. telescope because the the monkey understanding what the milky way thinks won't help the monkey and the milk and it, well, it mm-hmm. won't it, it 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 it's like uh yeah i don't know i'm scared i'm scared you're scaring me <laughs> i'm so i'm like panicking and like fl- like flailing and going like look, look listen adam all, all we have to do is make good television and then die <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that I statement as well. I accept that buying a Tesla didn't help the Earth. Uh, as much quarter as I give you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I agree with that last statement. All you have to do is make good television and die. I mean, my, when I make my show, I'm like trying. This, that's me trying to work that shit out. You know, like well, our our season finale this year is literally us like grappling with those issues right and the issues of like is the structure of our show make our show less true <laughs> oh my god that's right? what, i mean this is my, <laughs> it's my new favorite show i'm gonna like watch it thank you because oh it's that's it's fucking meta in the best way thank you um you should you should ruin the word meta it's a mm. it's a greek prefix it means nothing it means beyond uh the it, it shores up the fourth wall it makes you identify with characters uh uh, uh do do all kinds of uh stuff like that you also have an off that's like an animated thing where you just investigate history. Right? We did uh, we did animated episodes, yeah, uh, that were called reanimated history, and they were and they were specifically uh, it was the the network wanted uh, more episodes in less time, and they were like, <laughs> you're you like, sh- and they were like, you shoot all year. What if we do animated episodes? And I said uh, maybe, and they said great, yes, uh-huh. and then we did them, and uh, they came out quite well. Um, but uh, yeah, they're uh, uh, um, uh, is like uh, we. Ended up creating an entirely different format for them, uh, where it's me interacting uh, uh, with a narrator. Um, I heard Chris Parnell's voice. He in is there, yeah. Chris Parnell is the voice of it, which was incredible to to. So have if, you, him. if you if you're going through Rick and Morty withdrawals, you can you can listen to Jerry narrate history <laughs> while, while an animated Adam ruins it for him. Yeah. But uh, I really recommend this show. Thank like you. I, it's kind of it's one of those things where it's like easy to recommend because just watch ten minutes of it, and you're gonna. It's like a grape or a crack rock. Like, like you're, you're, you're in or you're out. You will sell all of your shit and lose your teeth over this show. <laughs> oh man, grapes! Grapes will get you. That's what, that's what grapes. That's what, that's what grapes do to me. Oh man. Uh, I'm All right, a, well, like, I, I think this is my most important question. It was like please. it was sort of like hinted at in the beginning, and I purposely avoided it. But like, so do you believe in humanity? Do you think we have a chance? And we've only got the, two minutes. In the broadest, <laughs> in the broadest sense, in the broadest sense, um, uh, Jesus, in the broad, oh in the my God, Shrop, well, what am I supposed? What do you, What do you think my job is here? I gotta ask that. You know, I gotta ask. We that. gotta. I gotta sleep tonight. What are you? What are you doing? Well, well so he's flattering you. He's saying whatever you say is gonna affect him <laughs> by big time. Well, let me. Let me. So a thought I have sometimes is that, let's see if I can do a, a pessimist and an optimist version. Uh, the, the, a thought that I have sometimes is that the, the, the amount of time that we have 
been on earth in our current form, right? Like the, the modern world, right? Is, is so short, right? Our population has gone up by, I, I don't know, I, I forget when the earth had a hundred, had, had one billion people on it as opposed to seven, but it was less than 200 years ago, right? Um, and so the amount of explosion is massive. And if you saw any population of any creature expand that much in that short of a time, you'd be like, yeah. this might not end well, right? Like G- Giraffes going from 1 billion to 7 billion giraffes? Yeah, exactly. They would fuck it up at 4 billion and, giraffes. Easy. And, exactly. They'd be like, well, I invented a new kind of tree that's artificially <laughs> tall because you gotta justify the neck. It's they like, can't like, uh, f- f- Sorry, I didn't mean to derail you. No, but no, yeah, no, yeah, that, yeah, no yeah. that's exactly my, ex- that's I, exactly I'm, my I'm example. I'm often stricken by that. It just yeah. feels like, it's almost like where the pat, where complete absolute cynicism and optimism meet, where it's like there's eight billion of us, we're yeah. horrible people. Like, yeah. like, like, like when those lights went out in New York like decades ago, and it was like everybody was like, oh, there she goes, there goes New York, and then the lights came on the next morning, and they're like, we ate all the ice cream before it melted. <laughs> I was in New York during a blackout, and it was it was kind of nice. <laughs> I, I, I like 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 so few. It, it, it like we're not we're not as bad as. But at the <laughs> at the same time, at the same time, okay, so that's like the worst that's like the worst vision of humanity, right? And and in that vision, we're like um we're we're almost like a bacterial infection that found too much like substrate that would allow it to grow, right? Like we're growing at this rapid pace in this unsustainable way, and the crash is a coming, right? And that's how I feel sometimes. Then I feel other times that um I think the uh the humanist worldview uh doesn't get enough credit sometimes uh, for how beautiful it is because uh, uh, I feel like atheists who people who want to call themselves atheists don't don't give this view often enough um, uh, because uh, you know we if, if you if you're looking at the world in those terms right that we live on a natural world where you know things are happen because of chemical reactions and that life is essentially a complex chemical reaction right humanity is a chemical reaction that's so complex that not only it it actually uh, uh, escaped the bounds of biological evolution and began a process of cultural evolution, where um, you know the the rate at which we're growing and the rate at which we're changing, the amount, the rate at which our species has changed is orders of magnitude faster than any species that has ever changed before, right? Because we've created this process of cultural evolution where things are happening in our minds right. and through language. Mimetic like, evolution yeah, that has is taken like, over. Yeah, that is like incredibly rapid. And that's something that, to our knowledge, has never happened anywhere in, you know, ever, right? Uh, and that makes us the most, like, undoubtedly the most remarkable thing to ever happen in the entire universe. Certainly as far as we've seen. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's unbelievable. That, yeah. And, and it, it, again, it's just, it's just chemical reactions, like, building upon each other. Complexity creating more complexity, creating more complexity, creating more complexity. Um, and so that is the mere fact of our existence is the most beautiful truth in the natural world. Um, and as a result, it kind of maybe, I mean, it, I was going to say it doesn't matter what we do. It does because we still need to behave ethically towards each other and try to improve the world that we're in. But um, the fact of our existence is so uh, uh, marvelous that it's uh, uh, difficult to even comprehend. I, That's uh, my positive view. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I just spoke to Elon Musk about this. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, we were just having the same conversation, and he, t- he touched on this thing that I was like, like, like uh, a Canadian cartoonist, my friend Stephen Notley, who you can hear here on the podcast. He introduced to me a million years ago, which was this idea of information as a field, mm-hmm. uh, i.e., an organism in its own right, 
um, although it doesn't meet our definitions of living, but it does meet our definitions of like wants to be, mm-hmm. and that, that information as a field, uh, it 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 goes. It's like if you look at just us as a sort of patsy, I guess you'd call it that that molecular. Uh, you know, molecular bumpage leads to cosmic RNA, leads to life, leads to mm-hmm. competition between giraffes and beavers, leads to us having eyebrows and having podcasts. And the, but the whole point of it is that we invented hard drives because we've got our cells are bursting with information. Uh-huh. Our, the reason we have these chromosomes are just like so tightly wound. It's like comical. Yeah. It's like, how can you have information that way? And the answer is we barely can when, when, whenever you uh, uh, fuck and like the, 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 this shuffle has to happen. The ballet of information having to unwind and then rewind in your baby's cells. It's like, it's gotten to a point where it's like enough is enough coincidentally right at the time when we're also smart enough to make new ways for information to mm. to to go on and my big fear was always and look I'm I'm just going to say Elon shared it so wow new share he made your <laughs> he made your solar panels in your cars and like you know but I I like we I was like I said, we're just like these, like what we're experiencing right now could be intersected with like the kind of, it's, it's like, like, like we could be coming to a point where everyone who's an atheist and everyone who's like a fundamentalist could actually both agree that it's over, but the, 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 the atheists are, are agreeing because it's like, well, our species was never anything more than basically like a, uh, a boot drive, uh, a, 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 mm. like a, like a, like a, a weird kind of like intermediary, like, Oh, uh, I, what do I got to work with? Uh, sir, you have, it's like, like time bandits. You get the assistant to the guy that's like, like trying to devise a universe. And like, uh, you have uh, hydrogen, you have oxygen, you know, you have these like certain amount of atoms. It's like, all right, well, uh, arrange them in a way that makes them, when they bump into each other, want to make more of the things that bumped into each other. And it's like, like, and then just give it a trillion, gazillion, gazillion years until it, it gets to a point where, okay, finally we got like plants and furry things like crawling around and they all want to like, now they've got the agenda driven. It's like, it's on autopilot. So if you're a God at this point, you, you've walked away a long time ago, mm-hmm. but uh, you, you're growing basil in your flower box. And it's like going, but it's like, 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 because all it's doing is just going like, look, I got one, every, every living thing is just going, I got to beat every other living thing. Uh-huh. I got to fuck more. I got to, I, and, 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 the, but all of it is like bent towards this apex where you and I are like, Oh, I, I I need to know how to make eyeglasses and this microchip and this thing and this alphabet, and that we have gotten finally right to the point where what we're experiencing is an actual spiritual abandonment of our original quest. Sorry, that, that Elon I, said this. That, the, no, no, no. He did. I, I don't. I don't want to throw him under the bus because I, I. I. No, this is me projecting on his shit. I don't want him <laughs> no. to. Like, I don't. I don't want to miscredit anybody. What my fear is that we are as primates. We are at the event horizon of of biologically going. Okay, what's next? And but the information is going like 
nothing's next for you, you fucking footman. <laughs> you fucking sky cap. Peace. Here's your five bucks. Uh, it's for, it's a, actually a coupon from where yeah. we're going. Uh, like, you can't even spend it. And we're like, whoa, I, oh. And, and, and that, that, that is violence that is um nihilism like like that that we're we that we have a we're at a crossroads where we could actually i my theory is if we could actually just recalibrate for a second and realize that we are direct descendants of chimpanzees and that by their standards we are gods (laughs) and just stop (laughs) like could we have a conversation with a chimpanzee tonight and, and they would go What's wrong? And we would go, well, we got a lot to do. do." Whoa, slow down, Jack. I can't even talk. How many (laughs) spotted leopards are hunting you? And we'd be like, well, uh, spotted leopard of nuclear annihilation. And it's like, whoa, hey, you made that up. Don't And eventually the the, the conversation would end with the chimpanzee going, you're crazy. I'm going to go have an orgy (laughs) because I learned to fuck and I'm going to go extinct because of you. Not yeah. because of me, not because <laughs> fucking's wrong and not because grooming's wrong and not because, and, and, the, and, the, and if we could just realize like we, we, we've eliminated the spotted leopard. Yeah. The, the wolves are fetching our slippers. We control the weather. <laughs> um, if it rains, we, we, we don't, don't have to give a shit. We don't control the weather. We control, well, we, we affect it. We I affect just want to. <laughs> As if the only ones we're going to jump in. Well, yeah, yeah we affect the weather. We but, do well, not control that, it. But according to a chimpanzee, yeah, yeah. Like we do because yeah. a chimpanzee can't just go indoors. We invented indoors. We yeah. do control chimpanzees' definition of weather. Mm-hmm. We can change it from raining to not raining by stepping to the left three feet. Chimpanzees could only do that to a certain degree. I, I what, what what I'd say to that is that you always bragging about how you better than chimpanzees. <laughs> I think it's time. I think I, I think we've gotten that low. Come here. I think it's that's going to be my movement. Just compare yourself to a chimpanzee. <laughs> You're rich. You're happy. <laughs> what I what I'd uh, what I'd say to that, and what I'd say to Elon Musk if he was uh, uh, sitting here, um, is uh, I don't want my money that back. there's there's like this concern. <laughs> there's like this concern that we are. Uh, that the bad thing is something we're gonna do, you know, like we're worried about, uh, you know, we're worried about building AI or worried about like building the next level or, you know what I mean? Um, and I'm concerned about the things that we're doing right now, right? Um, that like we're, uh, you know, we're actively, we're destabilizing like weather systems and climate systems right now, you know, and that uh, we're, we're currently building you know, a lot of people are like afraid, like, oh, the AI is going to take over, you know, um, and it's like going to come to consciousness. It's going to Skynet us, you know. Um, but the the I, there's this writer, James Bridle, who wrote a book called New Dark Age. And it's all about how we're building these systems that 